Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Never forget. Because through this military base is located on ground zero, isn't we know the distance did not dull or diminish the pain we felt all across the nation of September 11th. So that was Joe Biden yesterday, part of some uh, September 11th uh, uh, commemorate. What do you what do you call it? I don't know. Honoring yeah, commemoration, today. remembrance, whatever. He also went on to say, and we'll we'll get the clip for later. But he went on to say, "I was here the next day, the day after the towers fell, and it was like looking into the gates of hell." And then a whole bunch of people pointed out, according to your own autobiography, you were in Washington D.C. The next day, but whatever. It makes a good story that you were there the next day looking straight into the fire's hell. Go ahead. Well, and I'm looking at him on the Senate floor the next day giving a speech. So I suppose he could have gone to New York after, but. Yeah. Um, So we got into a topic yesterday of 9-11 and how it should be treated now that we're 22 years out. Uh, and I'm not happy with everything I said yesterday. I'll, uh, well, if I'll I might admit. jump in just very briefly, the uh, the uh, the trigger for the discussion was that, especially on Fox News, they were making a big deal about the fact that Joe Biden was the first president not to be at one of the crash sites on 9-11. And indeed, I probably heard that 20 times on Fox News through the day. Um, and I'll... I'll let you uh, retake the ball and run with it. Well, yeah, I don't want to go further down the same road that I wished I hadn't gone down yesterday. So I'll just move to this. So uh, Tim Sanford yesterday, he tweeted out uh, this, which fits in with the way I look at it and see what you think. The best way to commemorate September 11th is to treat it like any other day and go about your business. The whole this changes everything attitude was and is completely wrong. The right response should be this changes nothing in that. Uh, you know, we have a we have a system, we have beliefs, we have laws, we have the greatest military in the world that can deal with these problems, and we are going to soldier on, and we're going to deal with it. I guess 
is part yes. of it. Plus, let's not go around changing all kinds of uh, uh, the relationship between the government and the human beings around this attack, which way too much of that happened. Um, but well, you remember George Bush, George Bush himself. I mean, you couldn't, you can't find anybody on earth who cared more about nine eleven than George Bush there at the beginning. And, uh, and, and he said, here, you want to, you want to do the right thing? Be a patriot, go, go shopping <laughs> to keep the economy going. Um, yeah. And everything, yeah. which is interesting. Uh, Bernie Sanders yesterday, give you an idea of the way different people look at different things. So Bernie Sanders, the socialist senator from Vermont, had Bernard Sanders had two tweets yesterday, a couple hours apart. The first one was, today we pause to remember the worst terrorist attack in our nation's history, the nearly 3,000 lives lost in 9-11, and those courageous individuals who risked their lives to save others. It's a day we will not forget. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Then a couple hours later, he tweets, and this tweet got... I uh, didn't do the math. This tweet got 30 times the retweets, as of when I looked at it yesterday. Got 30 times the retweets and and 30 times the, uh, the, the likes. On September 11th, 1973, Salvador Allende, Chile's democ- democratically elected president, was overthrown by a military coup backed by the United States, was ushered in a fascist government and the loss of thousands of Chilean lives. Today we honor the memory. Of that overthrown president. So wow. a, so an American bashing, we're the bad guy tweet on Bernie Sanders' own Twitter feed got 30 times as many retweets and likes as the... That's interesting. It is. Yeah. Among his fans, yeah. It is. Yeah. So getting back to the overall theme which, of which, which, remembering I guess, it. And, yeah, I, go ahead. In case, go ahead. In case it wasn't uh, obvious, and it probably wasn't. What I would... Uh, a number of people who are doing the whole, let's remember this day and honor this day, as Bernie did there, they don't even like the United States. Yeah. So it's yeah. purely performative. I don't, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he honors the firefighters who went into the building and risked their lives and many died. Of course you would. Everyone would. But, you know, it's tinged with a, but the United States is not a very good country anyway, so. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, getting back to normal people, non-communists, and their reaction. Got this note from uh, Vicky. Gentlemen, I am your greatest fan. I listen to you every single morning. Listen to On Demand, One More Thing, etc. Very nice. We appreciate it very much. So here comes the but, she writes. This morning, my heart was so disappointed when you literally slighted 9-11. You were both sh- short of rude and dismissive. I'm not sure if she means sort of. Of one of the saddest days in history. Each and every year we all need to honor those who died perished and killed as heroes who were innocently at the wrong place at the wrong time i know you both love our country i'm totally in sync with your political uh, opinions but today and every 9-11 from now to forever please be more reverent of this day and honor all those who are personally involved dead or alive uh thank you for the note vicky and thank you for the support obviously um so I was struck by the negative reaction by some people. It was a fairly limited number of people, but they were vehement to what we said, which was the Fox News narrative about this is the first president who hasn't been there. And I will stand up for what I said. I haven't changed my mind in iota that 22 years down the line, he was at the G20. And I'm harshly critical of Joe Biden, as you know, in many ways. But he was doing the job of the presidency, building alliances, trade, et cetera, in an unstable world. I think that's fine. Other officials can be at the the remembrances. Um, 
there was a lot of performative reciting of the rituals of 9-11, and I could tell when people were doing it because they thought they had to, as opposed to when they were being sincere, and that's fine. Um, but even on Special Report with Brett Bear, which is my favorite news show, uh, he kind of tossed that narrative out there, and Britt Hume, the great old veteran, uh, said, you know, a long time has passed, and the president is busy and blah, blah, blah. He kind of agreed with me, and Brett kind of let it go. And then one of the panelists said, no, he should have been there. And it just rang hollow to me. So putting that aside, but I was intrigued by the reaction and the different points of view. And so I, I set my, uh, you know, my information gatherer on, on wide and was taking in everything I could about what people were saying and doing. And one text string my wife and her friends were uh, involved in uh, included some people who at the time lived in the New York area. And at one point, one of our good friends uh, couldn't contact her husband who worked at number three World Trade Center. Um, And it was an incredibly emotional day. And the ladies were all bonding over a shared experience and, and, and fear and the horror of the day. But it seemed to be about bonding. It seemed to be about declaring we're friends, we share this point of view, and the rest of it. Which brings me to my ultimate conclusion. There are several different personality types, broadly speaking, in the world. And we need them all. And none of them are wrong. We need Tim Sandifer, who has both middle fingers raised to Al-Qaeda and says, no, you haven't changed anything. We need people who have great sympathy and emotion in their hearts. Um, and, and bond together and comfort each other. Uh, some of us don't need comforting at this point, but that doesn't make me a bad person. Yet another thought. I was reminded yet again of the mind-boggling heroism of those who ran toward the disaster and not away from it, which reminded me of the wonderful things human beings can do. Worth remembering. And then Ian Bremmer tweeted that, The first responder deaths from post-9-11 illnesses have now nearly equaled the number of firefighters who died that day. Wow, didn't know that. So the legacy of that terrible day continues in terms of taking care of those people and remembering their heroism as well. Because you didn't need to be a molecular biologist to realize, you know, breathing in all this stuff is probably not doing me any good. Um, So... I would just say, understand, different people react to events like that in different ways, and it's fine. It's healthy. It's, it doesn't make anybody a good person or a better person or a bad person. Um, unless you're, you know, I don't know, Bernie Sanders, and use the occasion to remark on an obscure moment in Chilean history that probably involved the choice between a brutal communist regime and a brutal right-wing regime anyway. Uh, do you need to be different kinds of people, or can you take? Uh, can you have all those emotions the same in your head? I don't know that you can. I don't know. So maybe it's the different kinds of people, like you said. But we're going to have worse days than that. I hope not in my lifetime, but mm-hmm. it's going to happen. We go to war with China, there's going to be a lot worse days than that, probably. And we need to be not falling apart when that happens. Right. Yeah, you got to soldier on. So one one final note, and I, I can't believe I almost forgot this. 
and this is a, a continuing theme on the A&G show, is people acting like the country desperately needs the president to be our mommy, daddy, pope, and Jesus. I don't need that. I don't want it. I think it's incredibly unhealthy. The idea that because the president wasn't at ground zero, Therefore, the nation isn't healing or grieving or celebrating or remembering. If the president's not there, it doesn't count. Bullcrap! I don't want a king! One other thought I had is 22 years ago today, the day after 9-11, man, would you have taken any money on a bet that we wouldn't have another major terrorist attack in the next 20 years? No, never. I mean, we are all thought, what's the next one? It's, you know, it's just, a, is it today? Is it tomorrow? Is it next week? But when's the next one? You know, and a lot of it is we disrupted, you know, you grab a few people, you waterboard them, you get the information you need, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we disrupted a lot of uh, Al-Qaeda cells and all that sort of thing. But I, I would have never guessed that we would go the next 22 years without another major attack. Right. Right. Credit to, uh, you know, those in charge of keeping us safe. There are certainly some excesses during that period, but you know, that's a discussion for another time. Well, I don't know. It's a discussion for right now. Got to remember that. It's kind of like the, the governor in New Mexico. You have a couple of shootings, so you decide to take away people's Second Amendment rights. So 9-11 wasn't just a couple of shootings. That was a very, very big deal. But then they passed the Patriot Act and tucked into the Patriot Act is all that NSA spying that we only found out about years later. Right. To Edward Snowden and all the people that voted on it said, I didn't know I voted for that. That never yep. you talk about never forget, never forget that either. The people who wrote the Patriot Act said, wait a minute, you're doing what? Yeah, that's a never forget also. Yeah. Never forget the it, heroism, never forget the government immediately passed legislation with all kinds of way to spy on its own citizens and hid it from the very people who voted on it. Because there was an emergency. Because there was an emergency. And that would have, who knows how long that would have lasted if Edward Snowden hadn't done his thing. Yeah. Was this, yeah. I get Snowden mixed up with one of the other ones, but whichever one. Um, so that's enough of that. But you can comment anytime you want. Oh, we got that uh, that clip from the president. We'll play that when we come back because it's just another one of his. Dude, you got to quit saying things that are immediately fact checkably wrong. <laughs> He's senile, Jack. He is senile. <laughs> That's the point. He can't stop because he doesn't know he's he doesn't doesn't know where he is. He's senile. Uh, text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Browns are in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could, the way from where you could stand. Which is, it's not a, how big a deal is it that he actually, he wasn't there the next day and he said he was there. Yeah. That'd be a heck of a thing to say. I remember yeah. where, I, I feel like I remember where I was the day of and the next day. Um, I think a lot of us do. He doesn't. Well, he's senile. And, and go ahead and play that again. Listen to the actual sentence. Uh, go ahead and jot it down wherever you are. Browns are in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could, the way from where you could stand. Because of the way you, sir, the way you could stand. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not that big a deal. He, I mean, it's just more evidence that his mind is going and he makes stuff up. But I think I, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm not claiming this to be clever. It's self-evident. He no longer can discern uh, memory from fantasy or whatever. Right. Well, tying this segment to last segment, that's not the awful thing he did yesterday. The awful thing that happened yesterday was his administration announcing on the anniversary of 9-11. You remember that was a terrorist attack? We just gave the biggest terrorists in the world, which is not Al-Qaeda or ISIS. It's their Iranian leadership. Uh, the Iranian government's the biggest exporter of terrorism in the world. We just gave them $6 billion to get back five people, they sh- Americans, that they shouldn't have grabbed anyway. Right. We gave them six billion dollars that they're going to use to uh, to commit more terror, and you announced that on nine eleven. Do you have any people to run these things by before? Wow. <laughs> Maybe announce it a week later. Well, I've got to correct you on one point. They're being required to spend that money on humanitarian uh, goods. So <laughs> the idiocy of that claim coming up next segment as well. Speaking of the shifting sands of the Middle East, Jack, I thought you might find this interesting. I certainly do. Uh, I am a golf fan that's hardly relevant other than the big to-do that was made over the new Live Golf League, which is 
financed by the Saudi uh, investment fund, whatever it's called. Um, and, and people were getting all up in arms about that. And the Saudis are a horrific regime. No doubt what happened to Adnan Khashoggi is terrible. Uh, they kidnapped a dissident out of Europe and chopped him into pieces. Um, it, it's terrible, but come on. We've been doing business with the Saudis for decades. We do business with all sorts of loathsome regimes. And, and it just struck me as much ado about the usual ugly ways of humanity. Anyway, having said that, headline in the Wall Street Journal, the Middle East has become the world's ATM. Flush with cash from an energy boom, Saudi Arabia and other Gulf monarchies have a moment on the world's financial stage. If you have a startup, if you need millions or billions of dollars in funding, you go to the Saudis right now. It's not about the big Silicon Valley banks or or the, the go-go funds of uh, you know America. You go to the Middle East. They are the financiers of the business world at this point, and everybody is beating a path to the door and kissing the hems of their robes. Biden fist-bumped MBS the other day. The guy, he said he was going to make a pariah on the world stage. Yeah. Yeah. Real politic. And the number one exporter of automobiles right now in the world, can you name it? China. I had no idea. We could uh, fill in some blanks on that a little bit later on as well. Why did we give $6 billion to Iran? We'll explain that coming up. See if you think it was a good idea or not. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As Vice President Harris represented the administration at Ground Zero and the First Lady placed a wreath at the Pentagon Memorial, Congress received notice Iran, a designated state sponsor of terrorism, will receive $6 billion in frozen money after Biden cleared sanctions blocks in exchange for the release of five detained Americans. The news punctuating the final leg of Biden's widely scrutinized trip to South Asia. From the Dispatch.com, the disastrous implications of the $6 billion Iran hostage deal. 
the Dispatch, one news outlet, conservative news outlet, not happy with this. President Joe Biden's decision to trade $6 billion for five American citizens unlawfully detained in Tehran isn't just the largest hostage ransom payment in American history. It's also the second phase of an unacknowledged agreement with Tehran that strengthens the Ayatollah's position in the Middle East and frees the regime to cross the nuclear weapons threshold at a time of its choosing. Americans need to brace themselves for the consequences of both realities. Wow, that's uh, scathing. Uh, pointing out that this is only going to encourage Iran and other countries to snatch more Americans because you get lots of money. And Iran's going to get a nuclear weapon that we help them pay for. Why was the Obama administration and now the Biden administration so hot to do this? I think they might have the idea that they can have a productive relationship with the Ayatollahs and the Republican Guard. Keep your, I'm guessing, and I'm not supporting this point of view, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm guessing they want to keep their uh, friends close and their enemies closer. That's their point of view. A little more from the dispatch. I mean, uh, well, I'll just read it. That the White House announced this deal during the August congressional recess was no coincidence. Emergency hearings cannot be held. Resolutions of disapproval cannot be fast-tracked. President Biden has successfully evaded the Iran Nuclear Agreement Review Act, which requires him to notify Congress of any agreement with Iran related to its nuclear program before lifting sanctions. So they did this to get around any scrutiny from Congress. Well, in using the ridiculous pretense that the money had to be spent on humanitarian goods, which ignores the fungible nature of money. If Biden's malpractice was confined to paying enormous sums to win the freedom of American hostages, the ramifications would be bad enough. In 2015, President Barack Obama agreed to pay Tehran $1.7 billion for the release of four Americans as part of a border negotiation over the first Iran, a broader negotiation over the first Iran nuclear deal. Predictably, Iran took more hostages in the months and years thereafter, believing it could get even a better price from a future U.S. president. The Trump administration, this is from, and the dispatch hates Trump, by the way. The Trump administration turned to pressure instead of ransoms and won the release of two hostages without paying a dime. But under Biden, ransom payments have returned at nearly three times the cost. While Obama paid $425 million per American in 2015, the Biden administration has agreed to pay $1.2 billion per hostage. Wow, I thought the inflation on eggs was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by, and by the way, and uh, I know you have a lot on this too, but so uh, the Biden administration is saying uh, uh, this money is not going to be used for nuclear weapons. It has to be used for humanitarian humanitarian aid. CBS News reporting uh, on what one Iranian official said. Iran claims there will be no restrictions on access to money released in U.S. prisoner exchange. Well, and no matter what they claim, if you give me $1,000 and say, Joe, you can't use this on golf, you got to use it on, uh, I don't know, insurance. I'll say, okay, great, thanks, and then take the $1,000 I was going to spend on insurance and get on the golf. Come on. You don't need to be Warren Buffett to understand that. Right. But but Iran is saying out loud, and CBS News believes them, that, no, there's no restrictions on this money. We can do whatever we want with it. So they're not even doing the fungible game. They're just saying, no, we can, we can I, I, do whatever we want with this money. This is a horror. This, this could end up being the worst thing Joe Biden did. 
Wow, wow, wow. How about calling reasonable uh, Republicans Jim Crow on steroids? That was terrible. That was pretty terrible. It Although, did. if this results in nuclear holocaust in the... Yeah, okay, fair enough. You win. <laughs> I hate this topic. And I don't mean I hate talking about it. I mean, the taking of American citizens hostage and then being mistreated, tortured, beaten, whatever, uh, you, one has to think of uh, Paul, is it uh, Gershkowitz, the uh, Wall Street Journal reporter who's being held by Russia right now. Um, it's sickening. It's If you think about those people and their families, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And then you think about the fact that we really can't start paying uh, you know, a ransom on these people, or it will happen all the time. And then we go ahead and do it, and it just it's, it is a, a sickening problem that has no good solution it's a a choice between various sickening uh you know options uh there's no time for complicated stories like this in our current system is there uh How how, uh, how many people will be aware that this even happened and if mm. they are aware of it, is it more than one sentence deep on uh, on the on the reality of it? Right, right. And and you could argue it doesn't affect them. It's not a kitchen table issue issue by any stretch of the imagination. Until there's a mushroom cloud over a uh, you know Tel Aviv or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So ugly. So the Biden administration thinks that they can be nice to Iran, free up this money, and Iran will be a good actor on the world stage? I mean, is that what they actually believe? Yeah. Yeah, they think that they can have a less uh, 100% adversarial relationship. They can maybe use uh, carrots and sticks for a while. I, I wish them luck with that. Um well- it's uh, it's a tragedy that the Iranian people are being held hostage by their leadership because they ought to be a, a dynamic and active player on the world stage. It's, you know, a ed- fairly educated, modern populace. Let's hear another clip on the news reporting of this. But this deal solidified last week by Secretary of State Blinken, but not made known to members of Congress until yesterday, is being slammed by Republicans given the timing. Senator Tim Cotton issuing a statement saying this, quote, first Joe Biden used 9-11 as an excuse to flee Afghanistan. Now he desecrates this day by paying ransom to the world's worst state sponsor of terrorism. Shameful. I suppose in reality, the the fact that it happened on 9-11 is not that important, but it's sure odd. Um, oh, yeah, it's it's just horrible optics, as they say. But no, in terms of its ultimate significance, no, it doesn't really matter. Although, you know what, in a, in a way, I think it indicates something about a, a, their attitude. I'm not sure exactly what. It's It's just dumb. Um, Israel can't be happy with this. And here's more on where the money can go or should go or is supposed to go. According to the deal, the Biden administration will release $6 billion in frozen Iranian funds to Qatar's central bank, where it can only be used for food, medicine, and other humanitarian purposes. Plus, of course, the prison swap, prisoner swap, five Americans for five Iranians. Now, critics of the deal worry Tehran will find a way around the limitations on the funds to enrich their nuclear program and further support Russia's assault on Ukraine. So, 
again, as I mentioned this earlier in the show, do you understand fungible or does that does does, does I was ta- Apparently, major news organizations do not. I was talking to um, a, a parent the other day who had been helping out their college student with rent, I believe it was. And this college student went on what appeared to be a fairly expensive little weekend trip. And this parent was unhappy with that. Uh, the fact that they're paying their rent while their college student is like, you're going and stay, you're going to where and staying where and doing what? <laughs> right. But that's that's what fungible is right there. Yeah, I I didn't have to use but this mom, money. I didn't, for, I didn't use the money for going to Las Vegas. I used it for rent. Right. I didn't take your rent money and go to Las Vegas to see Brittany. I used my other money. <laughs> Now send me more money because I need it for rent. <laughs> right, exactly. Do you get it now? Do you get it? <laughs> Fox News, do you not comprehend that? Man, the media is terrible. Oh, hey, a quick word from our, oh, that's not, it's too early. Is it too early or do you want to move on to other fair? It's never too early. It's always I too early. I forgot the schedule. Maybe it's too early. I don't. Uh, roundup of crime in blue cities. I realize it's kind of a, uh, a well-established topic, but man, some of the particulars and new developments are eye-opening. This is going to be such a giant to- uh, issue in the elections next year, unless Trump runs. Anyway. And also, Michael, uh, tasking you with the job of keeping your eye on Cupertino, California. To yes. see if there are any announcements out of Apple I about will do a, that. a watch I Jack, need to have, a Jack, phone I Jack. need to have, an iPad I need to have. What? It's all about the Apple, uh, the iPhone 15, and the Periscope lens. The what? It's all about the Periscope lens. What does that do? Oh, you press a button and a Periscope goes (laughs) 10 feet in the air, so you can take a picture way over there if you want. Super high. I'll explain the Periscope lens to you. I'm in my submarine, and of course, what I've always been asking for is if the iPad can be a griddle that you could fry an egg on. I think that'd just be awesome. (laughs) Uh, Hanson just went out to the Apple store. He said he'll be back in about five hours. All right. Fabulous. Super. So football is back in full swing. Aaron Rodgers could tell you that. Another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? Why, it's DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Fantastic. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code Armstrong and Getty. Spell out and Armstrong and Getty to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Armstrong and Getty. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a sack again. I think limping? you know, Buff, is he limping? Is he limping? Buffalo's not been. No. He's, gra- oh. he's, he's down. He's down. No. It's his ankle. Ooh. Holy. Holy. Lot. Holy. Holy. Yeah, that was one of the most raucous crowds in the NFL. The Jets. Long-suffering Jets fans. And the biggest market in America for the biggest sport in the country. Excited that the four-time league MVP, Aaron Rodgers, was now their quarterback. Fourth play of the season, he goes down. And one of the reasons we left in some of that silence, that silent silence, was only moments before. You know how the players come out of the tunnel and run onto the field? Well, the players, the Jets were led onto the field by Aaron Rodgers carrying a huge American flag in a spotlight on 9-11. And the crowd went berserk. That's awesome. Four plays later. Nope. Sorry. You know, that's a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, a Jets fan. You got the new star player of the league. Little Hope, 9-11, American. That's, that's cool. Four yeah. plays later, he's laying on the turf. All right. Anyway, so uh, we got a pretty funny text. I don't know why I didn't think of this line myself about the whole Iran money fungible thing. Somebody texted, if anybody understands fungible, it's Joe Biden. <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious. Come on. <laughs> it's a guy whose money flowing all over the place and right. claiming it's not this or that. Through shell companies oh, yeah. and 10 relatives I've and never, the rest of it. I've never, on, benefit, I've never benefited. I just go to that house and he pays that and whatever. So, yeah. I go to that house and ride in that car and that boat and eat at those restaurants. <laughs> it's not my money. <laughs> so, yeah. Boy, great sh- point. I should correct myself. I think Joe Biden does understand the meaning of the word fungible, which leads us to this breaking news. Breaking news, donkey. What? Yes. Brandon, the breaking news, donkey. When news breaks, the donkey brays, or at least he used to. There we go. What, did he turn down the smaller carrot you gave him, or what happened there? 
Well, Katie tends to him. She's off today. So Politico is written. Boy, we we gave Katie the feed the donkey duties. That seems wrong. We're Why? gonna we're gonna get. There's gonna be a lawsuit at some point. Wow, it's right there in the job description. Yeah. If you're a woman, you have to feed the donkey? Is that what's in the job description? <laughs> no, you idiot. That's a, that's a producer. Anyway, what's the breaking news? Oh, so the breaking news. Politico is reporting Kevin McCarthy is going to announce that the House will move ahead on an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. It is going to happen. Well, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I'd say. Is it a good idea or not? I don't know. I, I don't quite understand those of you who have a head of steam on. I mean, I'd, I'd love to get to see the Biden crime family, if that's true, all that unearthed and him go down. But if it doesn't, if they don't have the goods, if the, if it's not going to, isn't this going to help Biden more than hurt him? Mm, I don't know. It won't make him unsenile. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, it, it might- won't. It might gin up some sympathy, I suppose, but they just have such a strong case to make. A, it's the influence peddling, the huge amount of money that flowed in from foreign entities with whom the United States has complicated relationships. And it absolutely can be argued that China especially, and almost certainly Russia or Ukraine, has dirt on the Biden family, making them subject to pressure. Well, do you think they're going to uncover that in the impeachment inquiry? And then get enough stuff that it, the public opinion will turn in such a way that the Senate would actually convict and boot Joe Biden. Because if they don't, I have a, I just feel like the average voter who doesn't pay that much attention to this sort of stuff uh, is going to think, oh, yeah, they looked into that and found nothing. And then you don't have that rhetorical weapon for the entire election season. Now, while I will grant you that the Democrats have the entirety of the mainstream media at their disposal, I don't think that's how people emerge from the Trump impeachments, the second one at least. Feeling like he did nothing? Yeah, I just think they thought, well, the Republicans aren't going to vote to convict him, to the extent that they actually understood what's yeah, going gotta, on. But... you got to convince the not <clears throat> currently convinced to, to, yeah, to I hear you. anything politically. So you ask me, do you think they'll come up with anything you know, serious and it'll be enough to convince the Senate to convict? Uh, yes to the first one, no to the second one. Mm. So I think whether your prediction is right or not, it will be. there will be no conviction. Well, the, well I guess ultimately, does this help the Republican Party? Does this help the Republican cause in running someone against Joe Biden? Does this help America? Maybe that should be the question, Joe. Does it help what? America? Nobody asks that anymore. Does it help America that we're now going to Im- impeach every president if you get the House? And the president is of the other party. Only if they run gigantic influence peddling problems. What sort of rhetoric are you throwing around here, sir? Let's stick to the facts, which are going to be almost entirely circumstantial, I think. I think it weakens Biden, but I I just I still can't... Picture him running. It's idiocy. It's craziness. Here's my prediction based on very few facts very early in the game. It is uh, they're going to go through this. Aaron Rodgers will throw for 380 yards. They're going to look back on it and think we didn't gain anything from that. And the era of impeachment will be over again for a while. Because mm, that'd be fine. Republicans and Democrats realize I'm not sure we gained anything by doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be. It could be. Um, I would like it. Uh, speaking of what was good for America, or what would be good for America, I would like to see 
the giant money spigot that flows indirectly into all the pockets of our public figures get interrupted some. Call them on that game. You know, yeah. let the American people become somewhat aware of it. That would be a nice thing that could come out of this impeachment is more people being aware of how much influence peddling goes on. It goes on all the time. Oh, yeah. Government is a giant for-profit industry. Never forget that. Yeah. And the president is clearly guilty of it, but I don't know if he's going to pay a price for it. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.